Blog Talk Radio. All right. All right. Yeah. Uh, You guys want to start the show? Let's start the show. It's me, as always, Dan Grimshay, your host, your guide. Uh, joining me is uh, my right-hand man, my uh, sweet sister Sally, mm-hmm. Marky. Say hey. Hey, hey. And uh, joining me also, this is getting to be a regular and pleasant uh, occurrence, we got Johnny Heck, our partner in crime. Sound off, Johnny. hey All right, so you've heard all of us, and now you're about to hear that GD show. <laughs> what a show it is, everybody! We've got uh, we've got uh, razzle dazzle, a little bit of politics, and an interview from James Callis. Oh, guys, Battlestar Galactica, yeah, yes. and uh, and also the new film, which you can find now called The Hollow. Mm-hmm. It's on Amazon. I Written just rented Miles it. Miles Doliak. It's fantastic. We we, uh, we covered it in a previous episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, you all knew that. So let's just move on ahead. Uh, all right. There's a, there's no other way to do this, but there is a little bit of a political slant here. Ooh. All right. Let's just get it out of the way because we cannot ignore it. You, the listener, I have no idea where you are, when you are, who you are. Nope. We welcome all comers, of course. We've met some of you. From the future. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, as I said, we don't know where or when you are. I can tell you when and where we are. We are in the U.S. of A. on January 19th, 2017. Big things are doing. There's a big inauguration for a new uh, leader of the free world, as they say, happening tomorrow. Lots of people are concerned about this. There's a lot of talk about this changing history. Yeah. So it would be irresponsible of us, I think. And either one of you here can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think... It would be irresponsible to ignore it. It's our duty. I think we have to. <laughs> duty. Well, I'm not going that far, and I'm not making poop jokes. <laughs> yeah. Well, not yet. <laughs> yes. We'll get there. Yes. I certainly wouldn't <laughs> Wouldn't pass the opportunity. <laughs> but but w- we have to acknowledge this is happening, but I don't want to get political. I don't even want to mention any names. No. Nope. I think history will have the names written enough. Mm-hmm. I think you could uh, connect the dots. Yeah. <laughs> or that too. Smart listeners we yeah. have here. Yeah. Intelligent yeah. people. That's right. However, until and, then. And, and we love you, Serialites, no matter which way you lean. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we did, between the three of us, find perhaps uh, the right lens to look at this event through. Mm-hmm. 
the geek, the geek lens, <laughs> the geek culture, if you lens. will, the, yeah. the 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 popular culture, uh-huh. the Comic Con slant, the sci-fi, the, the sci-fi, sci-fi has an answer for this, sci-fi, sweet sister Sally, yeah, yeah, I'm we gonna know. be using that a lot, by the way. It's okay, sweet sister Sally She's is just. It. That's mine. If I hear either one of you use nope, it, I'm not. I don't even know who Sally is. All right, good, sweet sister Sally, mm-hmm. because there is a way to look at this potentially history-changing thing coming up. We've seen this inauguration in a way uh-huh. before in a little show we like to call Battlestar Galactica, <laughs> the sci-fi uh, 2000s version. Yeah, yeah. Reimagining the reimagining mm-hmm. the reboot the mm-hmm. redux. Yeah. Whatever you want to air quote it as. Uh, Ron Moore's... Uh, the groundbreaking, Groundbreaking, television-shattering, yeah. uh, mind-blowing... Yep. Binge-worthy. Binge-worthy. Yep. binge-worthy. Before binge-worthy was a term. Yeah. yeah. Uh, critical darling, yep. et cetera, so forth. Show Battlestar Galactica, which, it, well, you know, if... Spoiler alert... <laughs> this thing has been over for many years. So just so everyone knows, if you haven't seen it yet, yes, of course, we will wait. Go watch. No, just if you have and not seen it And welcome back, yet. everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for noting the time code. Uh, so so there is a definite similarity between uh, what's happening now and a certain character named Gaius Baltar. It's seen in our played guest. Played by our guest, James yes. Callis. Please listen for the interview later. Um there's – I don't want to get lost in the weeds here, but Marky, I think you can give us a little bit of context behind the character of Gaius Baltar. Yeah. Uh, Just uh, uh, well, for uh, even newbies so that we can keep up. Yeah. And tell us why this is kind of similar. Okay. All right. All right. Well, the – I met James Callis before. I met him at San Diego Comic-Con. This is years ago. Yeah. I was hanging out with – it was me and Matty B. All right, and we were hanging out. We were hanging out at San Diego. You Comic-Con. and the big Matty P. I was there with Matty P. Down at SDCC. At SDCC, state well, classy SDCC. And I remember us like we ended up. He was at the at the like, like, like this autograph booth, and we were just kind of talking about him. Uh, we were talking to him about his character. It just kind of came out that like Gaius Baltar nailed every hot chick in Battlestar Galactica. He Starbuck. He. It was uh, six, Caprica six. The, the, so basically, yeah, so what he, you're saying is he could run up and grab he any, did, any female character. He did Xena Warrior Galactica Princess. He did. By the pussy. Yes. You could, so, so tell me more about the character exactly. of Gaius Baltar and how he became president. <laughs> so, but, and in that, we, you know, you actually kind of figure out, and from that brief conversation that, 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 that had started off of that topic, it had mushroomed into the fact that, like, Gaius Baltar was the <laughs> ultimate survivalist. Of, did I say mushroom tipped into that? But, <laughs> you, you might as well have. Yeah, but it, it did. Just kind of slid so, that one in. Didn't you, <laughs> and so, but well, Gaius Baltar was well, the. <laughs> we're begging for it. Go on. So, Gaius Baltar is the epitome of the human condition, which is above all else, you survive. And, 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 no, 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 no. I know. I know it sounds bad, but think about it, guys. All of us in our family trees at some point in the 2,000-year written history of the human race, <laughs> one of your ancestors at some point killed, stole, murdered, 
maybe even throw a little rape in there. It, well, like, you, mean, you know what I mean? Good measure, like, to yeah. get you to get us to, to where we are right here for your own exactly. Darwinian line to survive. Exactly. Sometimes you have to resort to the dark side of of, yeah. of humanity. Yes, to, and I to think the that, heart of darkness, you have to succumb. And We're Gaius Baltar, and yes, exactly. <laughs> and in this conversation with James Callis years ago at a at a Comic Con. I remember us talking about this, and it, it, it had dawned on me. This was before the end of the series, even. Okay, and it had, it had just it had dawned on me on this on this point because we all watch the series and we're annoyed by his character. We are against his character. You know, we don't like the way he's behaving. I'm glad you're saying that because yeah. I was reading you as seeing him as a hero. No, not at all. Doing whatever it takes to survive. No, I don't. Okay. I don't find it. I don't. I actually don't judge it. I just think that like. I think before I had judged it, but when this realization kind of happened to me, I understand that he's just human, and he's the most human. I remember when I was watching the series, and when you're kind of wondering who's Cylon and who's not, I knew Gaius Baltar was not a Cylon. <laughs> like, even even yeah, a robot absolutely. couldn't be that much yeah. of a dick. There's nobody. <laughs> the Cylons are bad, but not that bad. Yeah, right? nobody is that. Like, he's there's no way that he's a Cylon. All right. Well, I'm gonna just jump in real quick with my uh, uh, Battlestar Galactica opinion here, uh-huh, and just uh-huh. say I think he represented the worst of humanity. When it came to what you had to do to survive, you're judging. While it. Adama represented the best of humanity, and both had their successes and victories, but I don't. I uh, it just it it gets under my skin to call Baltar a hero, and and I say this especially because of the episode where he and not episode but the arc uh-huh. where he was. The president yeah. of the new colony of all humans everywhere. And okay, yeah, you're right. Where um, they were sort of duped. I, I, I tiptoe around that, but where they elected a man everyone <laughs> knew should not be elected. <laughs> you're exact. That's exactly this is the point I want to get to. Okay, well, that's where I was going to this. That's where I was going with it too. Thank I, God I we're agree here. With I'm you. glad. I'm glad yeah, same time. Because yeah. because look because those same humanistic conditions, those things that incite our passion and our anger, and that steer our fear, and that get us to survive survivalistic instincts are good for the individual, but they are not leadership qualities. No. And that is why we are so concerned tonight on the eve of this inauguration. And there's a difference between... And and we were allowed to see it manifest itself in the sci-fi realm by having this egotist become the president of the 12 colonies. Yeah. And we saw it on television... And we saw the ramifications of that. If you guys remember, going back to Battlestar Galactica, they find this planet. And the, it was determined immediately that this wasn't Earth, which is what they were looking for. Yeah. But this planet was inhabitable. Technically, could support life. It Had could, life, it, could support life. It could support life. In a very small area. You could stretch your legs. There you was could a, hang out. You could... Build a hut. You, exactly. you could not live on a spaceship. There was a strand of exactly. You could get off of the spaceship and you could you could survive here, but it was rocks and trees, and that was it. There was but, you know, and it was and like you ran North, on a platform saying, "Let's make rocks and trees great again." Yeah, 
<laughs> so it like, and it looked good. It looked so good. Smash cut. It looked good. January twenty eighth, two thousand seventeen. Versus, uh, I don't know. It would have been sometime in two thousand five, two thousand six. Probably that episode of Battlestar Galactica came out. Mm-hmm. There was an actual inauguration on a planet that did not want. These people do not support people who did not want to be there. Nope. With a leader who knew he should not be a leader. I don't even know. He shouldn't. We shouldn't even be on that planet. It wasn't even the people. The people wanted to be there. That's why they elected Gaius Baltar to be the president is because they wanted to be there. But a leader, a leader tells the people sometimes that what you want is not right. Yeah. This you is, don't you actually you, you don't want, want this. this. And now Rosalind this is cheap sentimentality and and a false Exactly. port in a in a real storm. Exactly. Campaign based on it's, fear exactly. and people being scared. And and it it just latches on to what is easy. It latches on to what will win the election instead of what is actually right. Well, uh, Baltar based his campaign on on fear, like we said, but he he was a survivalist, right? Uh-huh. So he was surviving. Now, surviving is day-to-day. Adama and those guys, they were leaders. Leaders are long run. They're uh-huh. like long game. They're the marathon, whereas Baltar was sprinting day-to-day, just trying to survive. Yep. That is not a long-term goal. That's why they had a planet that was like North Dakota in the winter. <laughs> yeah, that's you know, like, where well, they lived. You know, okay, this is fine now. Day two, they were like, oh, those Cylons in the air? Oh, shit. And everyone leaves, and now... You, Hey, guess what, guys? That's who you voted for. So, you know, it's yeah. a short game instead and of long term. We haven't even said the word Russia, nor will we. <laughs> Again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Settle down, comrade. But but no, I mean, some of this, now this is obviously, uh, we between the three of us, we get worked up talking about it and the fear and the media culture and everything else in the actual real world gets, at least me, worked up into a fever pitch. So we're probably... We're probably swinging wide on a lot of these ideas, but it does get into my head. Like, there are some similarities here. There is some writing on the wall, even if it was on sci-fi 12 years ago. Yeah, I, I there's a Again, lot of writing. Again, I don't want to get political, but you can't and help it's hard not it. to. You well, can't look, help shake the parallels. There, it's, it's evident. Look, like, there's um, – even if you were to look at it in a in a grander sense – like, if you look at the Gaius Baltar character, which is a literal device, right, or a literary device, that 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 character arc, mm. um, and if you look at that character, he he was responsible for the destruction of the twelve colonies. He was the one that allowed the security or, apparatus like to be ego. breached. He did not. Yes. It was a bit of a whip, like sell it. No, he didn't. He somebody, didn't knowingly. But it was basically, his 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 flaws allowed they, the the enemy was able to exploit him mm-hmm. using his natural flaws. He Correct. fell for a hot dame, and it essentially and it led to. And again, if you follow it through, uh, his his instinct maneuvers him through this minefield, and he ends up becoming the president. Yeah. Okay, and he um, does. And and throughout the the actual arc of the real show, he gets a certain kind of. Redemption, but we're not even we're not even there yet. But yes, yeah. he does. But he said he maneuvers. But, but doesn't he not just kind of cockroach his way through instead of maneuvering? He just kind of falls ass backwards into it. But I don't think there's a plan there, man. He's he, just 
I cockroaches think, don't have a plan either. But they yeah. keep moving. But he, yeah. he keeps yeah. avoiding the, the boot. The very first yep. choice he makes after he's he's disguise, trying to disguise himself not to be recognized. He thinks everyone's going to hate him. Mm-hmm. And the very in the last Nobody shuttle off of Earth yep. say, hey, wait a minute. Aren't you guys Baltar? Oh, you have to get in here. Your and he your has a brain, yeah, you're the your guy. your brain could help us because yeah. you're so brilliant. Yeah, I'm yeah, going to sacrifice myself. For a moment, <laughs> he's like, oh, maybe I should sacrifice my. For a moment, his ego can't decide what to do. Yep, as I recall, and then it he, makes he, the choice. He gets on that, and ship. then I. Yep. Johnny Heck, you put it the best way, he cockroaches his way yep. to, the to the presidency and look what later, happens. and then to redemption further on. It, but but the thing is, is like if you were to look at the Gaius Baltar character and how he was literally, you know, within the context of the show, he was literally responsible for the destruction of civilization, yep. quite literally. Okay? If you look onto what's going to happen tomorrow... There is a metaphorical reason for the destruction of civilization mm-hmm. that could be realized. Yeah, yeah. The, and the it's, regal it's, ego. Exactly. It's this – the regal eagle, which is where <laughs> I think Jack Tripper and Three's yeah, Company went yeah. to drink, right? Yeah. The regal Larry eagle. Larry yeah, a couple so. drinks. Yeah. Um, uh, his, his id and his superego <laughs> waiting at the regal as long ego. As, as long as there's not a hot blonde in the inauguration. Uh, Come and knock out. on my door. Too late. Too late. <laughs> so, hot yeah, blonde's all too over late. this. And, and, but, but, okay, if – if one of them was a literal destruction of civilization and the other one is a metaphorical civilization, like look at it. There's, you know, uh, consumption, wealth above all else, um, greed, a class system, a class system, mm. you know, like all these things that could be traced to the destruction of civilizations throughout history. Now, luckily for us, <laughs> Things bounce back. We'll get to that. Or at least, but, or at least but, that's what the narrative behind uh, Battlestar Galactica. Tells. Yeah. Well, that that's it. It's and, and, happened you know, before, and it'll happen and again. And it'll happen again. That's right. And and as we kind of get into this inauguration, and before we bring you this awesome interview, and I'm, I'm glad you did this, Grim, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're all – all of us are at least a little bit freaked out about what's coming. Uh, and it's scary, and there's a there's a, might not be terrible. We don't know. No, it's going to be terrible. A, but no, it's okay. There's a big question yeah. mark, and Look, I don't. And again, this is where we're trying not to get political, but there is an overarching thing, and I think we touched on it. And this is what I want to explore more: is this has all happened before? This will all happen again. Yeah, and we'll get through it. That, and it'll be okay. That means this isn't the end of everything. That's nope. the implication there. And and both sides. It doesn't sides, sound like cheery, but no. that's the implication. But both sides didn't make it to the end. Where as you have, you know, Baltar, the shitbag, he made it to the end, but so did the honorable Adama. They both finished they got to the finish line at the same time. As friends, by the way. As I, mean, it, I, so I don't know if you guys remember. Which way's best? Well, the thing is, and it, it it may not matter which way's best, but it, it takes both sides to get there. And, you know, if you... The best that a person will do to survive and the worst a person will yeah, do to survive. Yeah. Once again, proving me, Dan Grimshay, was right about his analysis right from the very beginning. <laughs> Maybe so. Thank you very much. But I believe it was me that said all of us have had 
a murderer, a thief. You know, like yeah, we've I all been in our. I will, I will have you know credit for that. My <laughs> ancestor. Uh, you know, like my, that's, that's what we've. That's what we've have in our history. My ancestor, General Cornwallis Heck, was a very <laughs> honorable <laughs> man. So how dare you, sir? Well, well he was a fine right man. Now. I will slap you. <laughs> but look, oh, but look, guys, but look, like this thing is not. Um, it's not an excuse for behaving badly. To say that things will shape up and bounce out, like. This is going to hurt. Yeah. All right. But it's but not it's not the end of the world. It's gonna happen. It's going to happen. And we're going to we are going to make adjustments and we're going to battle, you know, it's like two steps forward, one step back. Yeah. Right now we're on the one step back. But we're gonna take two steps forward. Yeah. And then so, we're gonna take another step back. And then two steps forward and like you know what though, man? So if you were looking at this podcast to give you hope for the world it's Our there. apologies, but what we're we want to give you hope yeah. in that you know it's things back then weren't as good as you remember. No, and things now aren't quite as bad as they seem, and things tomorrow, eh, well, who, who cares? Like, tomorrow, <laughs> I'm dead as shit. I guess yeah. That's the and that's the peak level of hope that we ever want to offer to yeah. everyone out there. So good. Yeah. Now that we got that out of the way, I think it's time. Like, look, we've been talking about Battlestar Galactica more or less. We've been talking about politics more or less. More or less. We've been talking about the human condition more, more or, or less. less. Can we not finally bring these poor people to interview with James yeah, Dallas? That seems fair. That I think it's time fair. to All reward right. our wonderful audience. That's right. true. That's All true. Right. If, if the most hopeful thing we can tell you is that uh, life is just going to do this over and over again. And the best we can hope is that we are in a repeating Battlestar Galactica loop uh-huh. and not a repeating Matrix trilogy loop. Oh, God, forget that. Well, see, see, maybe I just made it even darker. That was another but, Bush analogy, but go ahead. Was, uh, <laughs> yeah. Everything about me is a Bush analogy. <laughs> All right. But anyway, we did have a chance to talk to James Callis, which is one of the reasons we sparked this conversation. This is an interview we did uh, a few weeks back. It was about the movie The Hollow. Uh-huh. And again, listeners, if you are truly listeners, then you heard that episode. You know this is a great movie. You can go out and you can still catch it now. It's probably coming to Netflix it's soon. Four bucks. Hold out. It's four bucks. It's four bucks, man. It's four most, bucks. And it's actually really good. It's good. Yeah. Miles Doliak. Go back listen to the episode. But anyway, we talked to James Callis both about this. And, well, since we had James Callis, I just talked to him about working on Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, I wasn't thinking about the election or anything. We don't get too deep about the political parallels that I think we're Although they over exist. doing at this yeah. point. No, they exist. Because clearly they exist. Right, Scully? Yeah. I'm skeptical. <laughs> and I'm Mulder. I love aliens. Anyway, I want to believe. I just want to believe, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, I think it's time for no more Mr. Nice Gaius, right? Ooh, that's right. James uh-huh. Callis, no more Mr. Nice Gaius. Uh, here's a little chat we had. Uh, please don't be disappointed. <laughs> Magic go. interview machine, give us a little Gaius. Very like it's a slow burn yeah. noir film that harks back, I think, to the seventies. Mm-hmm. There's a kind of Cassavetes element to it that I really yeah. love. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's a, it's, it's almost a, a grand 
tale of moral decay and it uh, and it's setting. And, you know, okay, I think we probably spoiled it enough. But that's everybody okay. go check out the Hollow. Uh, it's out now on digital platforms. Uh, if you don't know what that means, have your children explain it to you. Yeah, I mean, I'm very I'm very proud of it. I'm very proud to be part of it. Uh, but before I let you go, uh, I know you were probably hoping to get away without this, but my producer would kill me if we didn't talk a little bit about Battlestar Galactica. That's sure, what do you want to do? Let's. Yes. Uh, well, first of all, I, I fielded this out. I've got a lot of friends who are big Battlestar fans, and I just sort of said, hey, in, on your wish list, what would you like to ask James Callis? And for some reason, one got a lot of votes. Uh, which I didn't even come up. It was independently decided by a number of friends. They want to know, okay, what's the deal? What was Starbuck at the end? Is she an angel or something? I don't know what insight you have here, but now you're on the spot. <laughs> you know, I feel like I feel like um, have you seen these? Uh, basically, the answer to that question is the only person that can tell you that answer is Ron Moore. Um, okay, next I can't question. tell you. Do you have but, Ron Moore's okay. number? But it makes me think of that thing where it's uh, like Einstein has answered lots of questions. Einstein kind of being Ron, and he's he's answered lots of questions, and he's going to some conference, and uh, he's with his I think driver or something like that, and the driver has heard him give the talk like a hundred times or something, and. Oh, uh, anyway, he sends the driver in instead of him to say something <laughs> like, uh, and he says something made so simple. That my, oh, that's right. So the driver gives the whole speech because he knows the whole speech and he's been listening backwards. And then so, and they've they've swapped costumes. So Einstein now looks like the driver. And then somebody in the audience says, uh, "That was a very brilliant lecture, Mr. Uh, um, Professor Einstein. Thank you." But I allude you to this point that you made towards the end. And then the guy who's pretending to be Einstein looks across and says, well, that is actually so simple that even my driver could explain it. <laughs> and Einstein, who is dressed as the driver, can explain. Um, I feel a bit like that with that kind of question. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's all right. And I, and I certainly don't blame you. Uh, no one's under the illusion that, uh, that, that you wrote this or anything. But, boy, no. we just, even years after that show left, that's the kind of devotion and mania that it has spurred in, in us fans. Yeah, it was, an, you know, something, and it spurred it all within us as well. It was an incredible, incredible sort of, and, uh, and, and greater than all of its parts put together. It's, uh, it, funny enough, when I see images of it, it's like looking at a slightly different life or a life of, I don't know, it's like, oh, my God, that is, that's all of us. I suppose we're all in all in space. See, that's some time ago. To me. I, that that you know uh, that the experience of Battlestar Galactica is both. You've probably seen it, and you're familiar with the story, and you're familiar, as we all are, of the, the impact that it's had on culture. And you know, it's it, time and again, it keeps winning. You know, the top twenty best TV shows of all time. But you also have that other layer of you you helped make it happen. That you were there. I was just one of the lucky, lucky people that got to be involved in it. And, you know, it's one of these things you see the end and the credits roll past. But um, every single one of those people that is in the credits, and I'm sure people, some people possibly not credited, um, 
it, it was, um, you know, uh, many hands make light work. Mm. And there were there were many many people involved in the thing. So yeah, it is it is unusual in the sense of um, for us who were involved in it, there is that meta thing about um, yeah we're um, involved in this uh, special thing, and it's like looking at us in this strange way, like other people would look at us. Mm. If that makes any sense. Well, that's that's I uh, yet yeah, that's what I mean. Like to you, if you go back and watch ten minutes of an old episode, it's a little bit like flipping through an old photo album. For you, there's that that extra layer to it, which just, just fascinates me. I mean, I I'm not even sure if I would enjoy it if I were in your shoes. Well, we I don't I'd be interested to know how many of the cast um, you know watch it again, and that would that would be quite a commitment. Mm-hmm. Um, it's. Uh, I wonder. I mean, when I see it coming on, I'll watch something if it's, you know, if it's on and uh, whatever. But I, yes, mm. I couldn't spend too long because I think you're right. Some um, some part of it possibly just touches a nerve because mm. um, we were all quite, uh, <laughs> all quite real, all yeah. quite invested yeah. in the experience. That's well... Well, I'll tell you what, then. I'll just ask one more question before I let you go. Sure. That's, I'm curious if there was a moment when it went from being that you were working a job, that you and some other actors who got hired by chance or by luck uh, to do a mini series on a, a, a basic cable channel, and then by the time the Battlestar phenomenon was upon us, I mean, was there a tipping point when you walked outside and realized, I'm more Gaius Balthar than James Callis now, or some surreal thing I think like that's that. Such a, I think that's such an interesting question, and uh, there's uh, yeah, there was absolutely there were two kinds of tipping points. The first tipping point was realizing that we wasn't just in that way like a play for today, that we were making this thing for ourselves and by ourselves. Um, they, after the miniseries and getting the call for the um, for the first season, was a bit like, oh my god, wow, okay, so this thing has real legs, and I think for some for some people for the for people like uh, Edward James Olmos, he he knew um, he knew initially that the thing was going to run and run and run. He knew what it was. I initially didn't know exactly what it was. And so I think it took me until the, the yeah the beginning of um, the airing of thirty three, which is the first episode of the first season, mm-hmm. and the kind of uh, I think the certainty that we would be coming back for a second season, having watched what we were. It no longer became the play that we were just doing for ourselves. We suddenly realised that the audience was huge. That was one mm-hmm. part. And then becoming Gaius Baltar, at some point, um, like I think possibly in the third season, I forget which exactly, but like uh, having a very, very long beard and being tortured indiscriminately by <laughs> the uh, people on the Galactica and the Cylons and whoever it was, and just being basic. There was some point that um, I do remember you, there, was a, there was a great moment for me just shaving and just uh, shaving and then looking in the mirror and thinking, yeah, my gosh, no, that's somebody I played on television, <laughs> and this is me, and I'm a lot uh, a lot lighter 
Well, good, well. Um, and possibly a lot, a lot less going on, I would say as well. So <laughs> never, never compare yourself to your characters. I can only imagine so think, that's good advice. I think it is. I think it is very good advice. All right. Well, thank you so much, especially sharing that as a as a big fan of your work, especially on Battlestar. It meant a lot to me that you, you were a great sport and were willing to talk about it all. Uh, and like I said, I just saw your uh, performance in The Hollow. Really impressed with that, too. So I'm glad you were able to put Baltar away, get a haircut, yes. and come back with it. Yeah, indeed. Great work there. Thank you very much indeed, Dan. Of course. Thank and uh, you. anytime you want to chat, hey, just call right on back. We'll always make room for you, James. Thank you so much. Okay, that's awesome. Thank right. you so much. Bye. Have a good one. You too. Cheerio. Bye-bye. Mattel introduces the Battlestar Galactica Collection. You can imagine the colonial warrior against the evil Cylon Centurions. Cylon Centurions ready. Check. Activate eye scanner, energized pulsator, aim laser pistol. On target. Colonial warrior changing scanner to laser. Each figure sold separately. Batteries not included. Cylon Centurion and Colonial Warrior from the Battlestar Galactica Collection. New from Mattel. Hey, what do you know? Uh, a little little bit of advice for everyone out there listening. Never challenge Marquis to try to find a commercial to <laughs> fit the occasion because he will find it. Yeah, well, it's out there. You know? That's a, now, it does it does bear mentioning that that commercial is a reference to the original Battlestar mm-hmm. where the Cylons were just straight-up evil instead of the ambiguity involved of the quote-unquote reboot that we've been discussing. Uh, and and that really that show especially turned into a cultural phenomenon. Yeah, as you could hear me discussing with my buddy Jim Jimmy Jimmy Cowles Jimmy yeah. Jimmy Cowles like I call him. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. Give me give me Jim Cowles. Uh, so are uh, are his initials are, are they J C? They are J C. Okay, and so and if you were yeah, to... that's a good point. You know what we've we've. Definitely not talked politics. Let's definitely not talk religion. Okay. Here because, too. Because they definitely because don't Gaius go Baltar. Let's do the not Trinity on this one. Gaius Baltar is, yeah, I, I would say there is a, definitely the religious angles. Yeah. It, it, comes, it, it cuts like a knife, the religious yeah, angles. He, he is the both time. the Jesus and the Judas, and he yeah. is the... He is the link between the the old Greek polytheism and uh, the the now standard <laughs> the standard issue yeah. monotheistic yeah. Uh, one God uh, ring to rule them all. I don't. I haven't been to church in a while. Is it showing? <laughs> yeah, you're confusing Tolkien in there. I don't okay. think it's changed much. It's all right. <laughs> yeah, it, it's basically yeah. the same thing. But look, but look, I, you know. It's yeah. funny that his that his initials are JC, and and it like one of the scenes that I remember from like the from one of the later seasons, like like season five maybe, or maybe four. I don't even know. But there was this one scene where I don't know if you guys remember this, but he was seeing ghosts or angels or visions the whole time. Like basically, when we first meet Guys Baltar, he's seeing his girlfriend Six. Yeah. Okay. This is Caprica Six. This yeah. was. You know, the, the, where there, the beautiful uh, there appears to be <laughs> yeah. an invisi- uh, invisible uh, hand uh, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. 
And it, angel. Angel. I'm trying not yeah. to say angel. She's basically angel. an angel. Imaginary and, friend. And she's the one that's kind like of... Starbuck? Oh, I don't know. You'll always I, get an ambiguous answer. I don't barely, know that but, one. Yeah. But this one, to me, was the representation of a of a guiding or guarding angel. Yeah. Okay? And... Um, he, he kept seeing her, and he, you know, he loved her. And there's there's different classifications of love and all that other stuff too. But like there was there's this this persona that's constantly finding him and chasing him and correcting him and teaching him lessons as he keeps going and going and going and yeah. going. And a real Jiminy Cricket, a real Jiminy Cricket, a hot and, Jiminy and Cricket. And even even it's after don't, don't an incredibly hot Jiminy Cricket, you know. A Jimmy and, Cricket, you really want to stick it to. <laughs> sure. Is it bad that I want to bang this Jimmy Cricket? Maybe. When you wish. Upon <laughs> and so this is all. This is all happening. All right. And, um, you know, even after he becomes president, this is Guy Baltar. Even after he becomes president, and after everything goes to shit, that was that that was obviously going to happen. And after he somehow survives the Holocaust, the third Holocaust or the second Holocaust, and he's, he is on the Cylon ship, and he is tortured because they don't trust him either. Yeah. At this point, he's a Benedict Arnold, yeah. so nobody likes him, and he's being tortured and really all, persecuted persecuted mm-hmm. yeah, that's right right mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. on the other mm-hmm. side and mm-hmm. and, and uh, I'll give you I'll give you one guess who was uh who was actually flying the Cylon ship a Pontius Pilate <laughs> yeah I think you're right <laughs> <laughs> Little, little was, biblical word and it was, play for, and, and for it was the guy it was it, it ended was up being call sign yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, ended up, it ended Boomer. up being the guy Pontius Pontius yeah <laughs> who was the guy on Quantum Leap by the way okay and so um so all, all this is happening and he ends up what gets him through the torture was him speaking to his vision of Caprica Six yeah. Yeah, not unlike for those of uh, those of you who uh, did a little Bible study, maybe uh-huh. went to Sunday school. Jesus, the the time in the desert. Yep, the time in the desert. Uh, exactly. Angel Gabriel. I don't know. I, we're not going to get into this. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you, you know a lot about it. Editor's note: cut <laughs> this out. Yes, and so he he ends up being the representation. He introduces Cylon monotheistic religion into the human race. Right? Yep. That's yep. what he or does. The, the proto human race, whatever, whatever. He delivers it is. what is ultimately known as Christianity. <laughs> well, or Judaism or whatever. Yeah. whatever. Yeah. All right. He ends up bringing that into the human race. And that is ultimately going to lead to his prosecution. Which he gets prosecuted by every by you know by the tribunal and everything right right yeah, well, yeah. well he is he is yeah. technically prosecuted by the tribunal yep persecuted persecuted kind of by the demons in his own mind yep uh, oh once again I wandered down a hallway I didn't mean to get, pick it up again Marky. and sacrificed yeah. you know thrown you know he's anyway he he goes through this whole arc and he ends up at the end of this all right or wrong or whatever it doesn't even matter at some point but like mm. i believe in that character he honestly believed in it by the end 
And that's why Mark off, off he, he says regularly, what would Gaius do? Yeah, I see I, it. I, I say all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I do say that. Well, what guys do? Yeah. He's, he's had that, that bracelet for years. I used to think it meant, what would Goldie do? That was my natural assumption. <laughs> Turns out is, what would Gaius do? And, uh, well, I guess survive like a cockroach. So that tells us both something about not just the character Gaius Baltar but also about Marquis, and also it can relate back to what we're all going through now. Let's not jump to conclusions. Yeah, I... Unless they're correct. <laughs> no, and that's the one takeaway. I sure, well, you bad. know, and you know, like, it, it, if, if it makes you feel better, let's all just kind of fast forward back to the future. Ooh, okay, I like that. All right. And think about the last episode of Battlestar Galactica, uh-huh. right? And remember, guys... We're all here with smiles on our faces because we feel that what's happened before will happen again and we're going to be okay. Okay? And that's the theme of Bowser Electrica. But if you go to the last episode, there's this – what is ultimately a, a chauvinistic yet touching end to the series, a moment, where Gaius Baltar and Adama – and a couple of the other crew members, they're all kind of huddled behind like this fallen tree, I think it is. And they're looking through binoculars and they, well, by the way, spoiler alert, they're on what ultimately, could you call it Earth 2 at that point? Uh, our Earth, this Earth. Yeah. Our, they, okay, our... so they're on this Earth, but the other Earth was destroyed. So let's just call this one Earth 2. Well, okay. no, I, I like all to right. call this Great Earth. Great Earth. Okay, the other so... one was just Earth. All right. The other one, okay. Anyway. It, that doesn't matter. They're on what is our Earth, okay? And they're looking through binoculars, and they see what is like a Neanderthal Cro-Magnum man, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. They're walking yeah. around. And they're looking at it, and... And they go, I cannot wait to breathe that motherfucker out nope, of... Nope, that's not what they say. You're right. I can't wait to breathe that motherfucker nope. right out of... D- they're okay. not. They're not saying any of that. <laughs> Well, I like Fracker, though. And so, and so, but they're all kind of looking through, and they're just kind of surveilling. And Gaius Baltar, is, who's, who is the scientist of the, of the group, the main scientist in civilization, yep. still, he was before and after. And he says, you know, he's just kind of saying that they are, you know, they're flesh and blood, and we could actually even breed with them. They're close enough to yeah, us. We're actually close so. enough genetically to breed with them. And Adama in this, like, he looks at him like... Of course you'd think that way. You know, like, that's like, the, that's like, that's. Of, of course that's, you're just thinking of the easiest way to, to A, have an orgasm, bang them. and B, yeah. survive. <laughs> like, of Those course. are your priorities. You, everyone and, has that one friend in the group that would bang anything. Guys took that to, like, level 10. Like, of course you'd bang the strange alien. Uh, and and that's, that's the premise of the joke that Adama was saying. Yeah. But what is ultimately the punchline is that Adama was fucking with him. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? And there's this sweet, dare I say it, human moment. Yeah. So it, you know, again, it shows you that, yes, it's, it's, it's human to survive at all costs, but it's also human to point at yourself Laugh. Yeah, they kind of laugh. They start giggling. Yes, and just kind of move on. And it is is nice that it ends on that. Well, actually, I think 
technically because uh, the, the, the shot goes on for a few more seconds, mm-hmm. the very last. It ends uh, with a tender kiss between Adama and uh, Gaius Baltar, fade out, uh, no. uh, Chicago nope. song comes on in the background. <laughs> but You're thinking of Karate Kid I think that's your fan fiction, actually. But that's... That, you know, if you make us act that out one more time, <laughs> I'm quitting the show, all right? Oh, you can't do that, pouty lips. <laughs> you silent Come sucker. Here. Come on. Come here. Be my Lucy. Come here, my one little licorice lips. <laughs> be my Lucy. Uh, so, so anyway, uh, I guess I guess now that we're, we're at the end of both uh, – <laughs> 20th century politics and our description of Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> well, how did that we, we can wrap this up in a bow by saying that don't worry about it. Even if the new presidency, leader of the free world uh, debacle that we're all afraid of does go totally tits up, yep. eventually we'll find another planet totally breed the indigenous species out of existence until we've got a workable model. And we'll fuck that up and do it all again. (laughs) That exactly is the point. As a matter of fact, I couldn't have said it better that uh, that's about enough of this. That's about enough of this? I think we're good. Yeah. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. This is enough of this.